You're listening to the Coaching Matrix Private Podcast. Um, welcome to our action call, you guys. Thanks for coming. Um, if you're live, I'm really excited to have this conversation with you guys. If you're watching the replay, welcome. Today we're talking about non-negotiables, but in a way that I've never taught it before. Um, but it clicked for me because I I do a lot of observing the the coaching industry, I'm observing myself, observing you guys, and I I'm always asking like, why did that work? Why did that not work? Why did so-and-so do this and it worked? And then someone else tried the same thing and it didn't. And I'm sure you've asked yourself the same questions, you know, like, why does some things work? Why does some things not? Was it the strategy? Was it the person? Was it their following? Was it um, how long they've been in business? Was it their niche? And um, those are all valid questions. And today we're going to talk about the three fields. If you got my little email, you might've been like, what the heck is it we're talking about? It's not negotiable in three fields. And so I want um, to give credit first. I was first introduced to this, like, this concept from my mentor, Melanie and Lair. I was in her Alpha Femme experience. And so I took her ideas and I'm running with it in a different direction, but I didn't like come up with this by myself. And so I, I believe in giving credit where credit is due. And so she taught me about the three fields. I'm in a column a little bit different than what she did. Can you guys all see my screen? Hopefully you can. Okay. Let me know if you can. Um, and the three fields that she talks about is, I'm going to type it actually, I'm not going to type to, to um, write it is predictability, possibility. And this is going to make so much sense for you guys and potentiality. Okay. We, when we are born into the world, most of the world lives in the field of predictability and you're going to hear People talk, most of who you talk to at the grocery store, in your church, in your neighborhood, your friends online, your mom, your dad, they, and most people live in the world of predictability, which is like, get a good job, put, put money away for retirement, pay off your house, live a good life, right? Like predictable, very predictable. And there's coaches that live in this space where things are predictable. I charge a hundred dollars an hour. If I do a lot of marketing and I get a certification and I spend a lot of time online growing my business, I can predictably make, maybe I'll make 20,000 the first year, 40,000 the next year. And then maybe I'll make a living about 60 grand as a life coach. And that would be pretty, pretty good for my, my career. Predictable. But then you get to see these like unicorns in the coaching industry. And you guys are going to know, I feel like a unicorn sometimes, but I realize that this is, this is why. There's some coaches that seem to make a lot more, like not just a lot, like unfathomable more. Like my mentor, who I just mentioned, Melanie and Lair, she makes, she just crossed the $50 million mark in her business, in her career. That is not predictable. That's in pure potentiality. And we're going to get there. But I want you to notice that a lot of what we come from, like, I remember, like, I thought I was going to be a therapist and I was going to work in this office and make 50 grand, 50 to hundred grand part-time working in this office. That was predictable for me. And predictability is like what, like we get this from our body and this is where I'm going to, so I'm going to show you or mind. well, I use mind, mind, and then more spirit, or if the word energetic speaks to you, that will work too. If I can type, 
Okay, because in case you guys are taking notes, I wanted to put this up because I'm a note, I'm a note taker. So this is, um, these are the three fields. And so when we think of non-negotiables, if you study strategy, if you study people like some of my favorite people, like Russell Brunson, or like even um, like Life Coach School, um, they teach a certain predictable with Facebook ads and things like that. There's lots of ways to study business in the field of predictability, which is like, you know, if you do this over time, it's really important to make calls to action. I've even, I've, I teach this stuff. And so I think it's important. The problem is, is when you want to create exponential results in the field of possibility, where like anything is possible, right? Like that's like where we start to learn about mindset and we learn our limiting beliefs and we start to see how you've held yourself back and you start to think like, oh, there could be a different way. And we enter into the realm of possibility. Like it could be that I do make a hundred K as a life coach within my first few years. Like that's pretty cool. That's not predictable, but that's like possible. Right. And so I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs enter into the realm of possibility. Like it's, it could happen. I could make 500 K I could make a million dollars. That's like a possibility that I never considered in my life. But the problem is, is possibility means there's this experience of 50, 50, and we don't like 50, 50. We want predictable, right? It might happen. It might not. And that feels really scary. And so a lot of people, they want the body experience of predictability where they can count on it, but they want the results that come from possibility or potentiality. And this is why it's so frustrating. If you see people celebrating big months and you're like, holy crap, how did they do that? How did they make a hundred thousand dollars in a month or whatever, whatever number it is for you. It's because they're playing in a different field. And so their non-negotiables are different. And this really clicked for me because I teach non-negotiables. If you go back in the pro coach archives, I teach some things that are non-negotiable in the field of predictability, making calls to action in your posts, being consistent on social media, writing your email list, doing a launch, talking about your offers, meeting new people every day. Those are non-negotiables in the predictability field. And what I learned, what I've started to evaluate and observe in myself is that there's non-negotiables that I do that allow me to play in the possibility and potentiality fields where like clients come from nowhere. That if you've ever heard someone say that, that is not in the field of predictability. It can't be created by the calls to action, the, <laughs> the consistency piece, or else everyone who posts consistently would have those like crazy results, right? And so if you're trying to create something in the field of possibility or potentiality where it's like, you can't predict where the clients are going to come from, you have to have a different set of non-negotiables. And most of them are your mindset and your alignment, things that we talk about in the coaching matrix, but in a different way. So it's more like I'm being the person where money gets to be easy. I'm being the person that clients reach out to me to work with me. And it doesn't come from my Instagram post per se. It comes from my, my mindset and my energy and my way of being and my belief in miracles. That's like, um, like I was mentioning Melanie and later, she talks about potentiality as like realm of miracles. She talks about possibility as like the realm of magic where it's like, wow, but like I, it, it could happen. Right. And so I want to tell you a story. Some of you guys are going to be a part of this. Actually, when I launched the pro coach program for the first time, I had really high hopes for it. I was like, okay, I'm going to charge $1,500. 
if I get 20 people, I can't remember the math. If I get 20 people, that would be my biggest income month ever. I have to do the math now because I I can't remember because I did not get 20 (laughs) to, to, um, to spoil the story. 20 times 1500 is $30,000. That would have been really close to my highest month ever. And I, I got 12, I got 12 people to sign up for the pro coach program. And I can't, okay. I have to do some math 12 times 1500. So I made $18,000 from the pro coach launch, not close to my goal. It was about half, right? I wanted to make over $30,000, but that same month I was so in potentiality. I was so, I was saying things like, what if, how cool would it be if I had a $30,000 a month from a program launch? How cool would it be? What could I do for my family? What kind of, what kind of like standard am I setting for myself? I was really excited. I was in the energy of it being done. I was also unattached because I, I, you'll notice the language that I used was like, what if, and it was super fun. It was exhausting. I'm not going to lie. I was really tired because it was the first time I had done a launch like that. And that same month, I signed a $20,000 pay in full client that I didn't know was coming. And I'm not saying that to be like, look at me. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm demonstrating what it means to be in pure potentiality. I did not, I could not predict that that client was going to come that month or that she was going to pay actually, because I had been talking to her for months. I kind of forgot about her. I had stopped uh, like thinking about her. And in the time that I was launching Pro Coach and I signed this pay in full client, like, I was in potentiality. I couldn't predict that's how I was going to make my first $40,000 a month. And this is what I, to me, it speaks volumes to the separation between what's predictable and what's potential or what's possible. And you're going to notice something's coming up in you and that's okay. <laughs> For me, this was like really hard to hear people, especially in the beginning, talk about big income months that I couldn't. I couldn't grasp because I needed something predictable. I needed someone to tell me, post every day on social media, make a call to action, talk about your offer. And as I started doing that, it was like, okay, like I made $200 a month and then I made $400 a month. And then I started making $600 a month. And then I started making $1,000 a month. It was pretty predictable. And like my, even the way that I would increase my rates was predictable. And then I read the book, The Pro Coach Program, and it introduced a possibility to me. And I'm demonstrating my story because you have your own story. So don't just listen to what I'm saying. Listen for your own story, because I think a lot of you guys on this call are ready to move beyond predictability into possibility. And then some of you into potentiality, which is like you can't predict it at all. You have no idea where it's going to come from. It's not that we don't take action. It's not that we're not making calls to action. It's not that we're not posting on social media. It's just that your vibration, your frequency, who you're being every day is you're like open to things just blowing your mind. But the problem is, is it's not safe. It doesn't feel like you can, um, you know, predict it, which is what we, that's the world we live in. When I get in the car, I want predictability, right? I want to know that the light's going to turn red. If I wait there long enough, it's going to turn green. I don't want to get to a light and be like, potentiality, it's a purple light. I don't know what to do. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so for a lot of our life, we want the predictability. We want the safety. In fact, on my consults with people, I often will say, I don't want this investment to feel unsafe. I want it to feel safe. So a lot of us resist 
the realm or the field of possibility potentiality because it feels unsafe. Like it might not work. It might happen, but it might not 50, 50. And then potentiality is like, I have no idea. I have no idea if it's going to work or not. And not everyone can make that leap. Like, I'm, and I want to also, something that I wrote down in my notes was like, there's no morality in these fields. None of these are good or bad. None of these are better than the others. It just is. That was really helpful for me because sometimes I need to move into predictability in my business. I love recurring revenue for that reason. I can look at my numbers and know how much I'm going to make the next month at a minimum. And that feels really good. But I also like to play in possibility and predictability or possibility and potentiality where it's like, I don't know if there's going to be a one-on-one client next month. I don't know if I'll have two or three. I don't know if someone I've never heard of is going to pop into my DMs, but I play there energetically because I, I like it. It's more fun for me. And so depending on your life situation, you have to know where you can play for what your non-negotiables are. Because some of my non-negotiables might not make sense to you. Like when I meditate or when I spend time in silence, like that's a non-negotiable for me to play in potentiality because I have to live there. And one of the lines that I got from Melanie Lair in her program, she says, you attract the field you dwell in. And so this is a hard pill to swallow. The reason that I'm open and able to create really high ticket clients, quote, out of nowhere, it's not out of nowhere, right? I, we always have, we are always creating it. It's because that's where I dwell. That's also how I buy. I was one of those clients. I'm comfortable there. It doesn't feel unsafe for me to have unpredictability in my life. Some of you have husbands, and this is like another thing, or spouses, or access to money, or people with jobs where there is a level of predictability. Maybe you have savings and that feels predictable to you. For me, it's my husband's job. We have money that comes in every month that feels safe. So I feel like I can play in my business. Some of you, it's just you. And the reason that it's hard to bust into possibility and potentiality is because you need predictability for you to feel safe. And this is why I think it's, it's so personal to know, like, should you keep a job before you move into coaching? Should you keep your prices the same so that you can for sure re-sign clients? And you just have to know, like I said, there's no morality here. It's not better to be in potentiality. It just creates different results than predictability. If you guys have questions or like anything, please put them in here. Because like, I, I think I told Brooke at the beginning, it's, this is going to be wordy. Because like when I was having all these ideas, like it, it felt like something clicked for me. Um, and so you're going to notice that like when we are in the field of predictability, things are incremental. You might make, you may, you know, maybe you have a $5,000 month and then you have a $5,500 month. And that feels really good to you because you're growing. It's safe. You know, you're, it's like becoming better, but it's not crazy. And then there's like the possibility field where like, you can't necessarily predict what's going to happen next month. Because maybe you raise your, like, and for me, this was my experience is when I read the Prosperous Coach, they introduced this idea of high ticket coaching. And I was like, okay, I've never, no one ever talked to me about this. What does this mean? What does this mean for me? Where I could be a high ticket coach? Like, what does that mean? And what I found, and this is something that has been so helpful for me is the 50-50 principle, where all of a sudden I was getting more no's but also getting paid higher. And that's like a great example of what the possibility field is like. Not everyone can handle that. 
not everyone even wants it. And so I guess the reason that I wanted to bring this up to you is like, when you think about taking action in your business, what field do you like to play in? And for, for a lot of your, and this can be for different pieces in your business too. For me, I really like the predictability of the coaching matrix. And so it's a lower ticket price. It's leverage. So lots of people can come in. Um, I do a launch model and launches are usually predictable for me versus my one-on-one is more in the, the field of possibility and potentiality. So it's not like you're, it's all or nothing. It's what works for you. What creates the results that you want? What feels fun and expansive to you, but not unsafe. And to me, this helped me understand why some people could create those exponential results. Not that they're a better human or a better coach than you. It's just, they're creating something different than you. And you're going to start to notice that this is why, because they're playing in a different field mentally and emotionally and energetically. And so this has explained, I hope that you're seeing some things for you, like where have you been playing? And if you're, if you've been in predictability, the other thing that this does is it sets you free from like, okay, like it's okay that I haven't experienced a quantum leap. I don't really want to play there. <laughs> I don't want to be in possibility. I want to know for sure that my income is going to grow a little bit every month or that I'll make a little more this year than I did last year. That's good. That feels good to me. That's perfect. And then some of you are going to be like, this makes sense. I've been trying to make things predictable when I actually want to live in possibility where there's like a 50-50 role that it's going to play in my business. These are different ways of thinking and then when we, we bring in the idea of like the non-negotiables for your business, that this is where you can start to play. Because for me, I know that I want to like to use myself as an example, the coaching matrix is something that I want to be predictable because I do like the predictability in my business. And so I post, I make content, I make calls to action. What is that for you? Okay, you guys, I hear my kids right outside my door. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Tegan? Okay, hold on. I will be back. Sorry, this does not usually happen on these calls. One second. I'm going to stop my, I'm just going to meet myself. I'll be right back. <laughs> my kids are like having a fit right outside. I am so sorry. My four-year-old locked herself in the bathroom <laughs> and there was a fiasco. I apologize for that. That was right in the middle of my spiel. Um, my nanny is not here. She is sick. So my youngest is taking a nap and my two older girls are awesome, but you know, stuff happens. <laughs> okay. I have to get back in the zone. How are you guys handling this conversation? You guys have any questions? Let me check. Okay. Nothing so far. If like, I know that this is a big conversation, but if you do have any questions or whatever comes up. So these are all a lot of ideas. So what I'm trying to move into is how are you actually going to like use this? What does this actually mean for you? One of the things that I've noticed is when I feel um, stuck or my business is like stagnant or like almost like 
like there's something else that I want to be doing. It's my, um, my indicator, almost like a light on a car, like something's going on with me that isn't how I want to be in my business. I have been very super blessed that I could have the predictability with my husband's job, some predictability in my, in the different offers that I've created. And then I get to play in possibility and potentiality in other, other parts of my business. There's no right or wrong. There's no, like, this is the, this is the example of what you should be doing. Like, I don't want you to take, take that um, insight away, but I do think when you start to understand this, you're going to start to see why some things work for some people and some things don't. And of course people share their wins. Cause like, I, I could tell you about all the no's I've gotten recently. I could tell you about that. Am I going to like, I like, and think about it. If I got on my social media, I was like, you know, I've gotten like three no's in a row for my one-on-one. This kind of sucks. I actually don't make it mean that it sucks. It means that I'm playing in possibility, which I expect about 50, 50. And so I hold a lot of disappointment. And part of the, the thing that most people don't want to do and why they don't play in the realm of possibility and potentiality is because of disappointment. They'd rather be right. See, told you it has to be hard. My launch didn't work. See, the client said no, told you this wasn't gonna work. They're living in the predictability and I've been there. I, I have so been there. It's easier and feels safer to be right than to hold disappointment, than to hold things that you wanted and didn't work out yet. But if you can, if you can hold it, there's a lot that you can create in the field of possibility, potentiality. Okay, Abhin, I just saw your chat. Can you share more examples of non-negotiables in the second two fields? Yes. So a lot of this, like the first example was like from the Prosperous Coach when I transitioned to high ticket. I used to be, char I think at the time I had been charging like $900 a month for my one-on-one -on -one for four calls. And then I transitioned to 7K for six months. That was the first, that was a huge jump for me. And I made them pay in full. That felt like a really big jump to me. And it, to me, that was possibility because I had heard of that offer before I had read. And so that possibility was like, okay, I'm willing to get more no's and hold out for the offer that I really want to make and the kinds of people that I really want to work with in this offer. And so the possibility changed. So every day it was a lot of internal work because things that would come up in my mind is like, who am I to charge this much? Who's going to pay for this? Is this ethical? Is this right? Is this okay? No one, like no one's giving me, <laughs> you know, it's not like a rule book. You don't get a rule book when you become a coach. And so that was the example of possibility for me. I, I knew it was possible that people could pay me I had to manage my mind on the days that I doubted. I had to do some work. I would journal. I would look at like, why not? I would just question my thoughts. Why would anyone ever pay that? Why would someone want to pay that? Who am I to charge this much? Who am I not to charge this much? Why am I, why is it okay that I charge this much? And I've made my mind come up with the belief. It's almost like, I'm sure you guys have heard this example from Tony Robbins, where like, if you want to make a belief wobbly, you just need to take out one of the legs, right? And so I have, if I have a belief that like, I'm not, one of the beliefs was like, I'm not worthy of charging as much. Like, who am I to charge this much? And then when I start to question it, well, why am, why, why do I believe that? Like, why am I actually okay to charge that? Why is it worth someone's money to work with me in this way? And it, it just created a wobble in the belief that I wasn't worthy of it. 
And so it was a lot of that. My, my daily non-negotiables, I still was doing the posting on Instagram and making offers, but what became really non-negotiable was my mind, right? Possibility is like the mentality piece. Could happen, could not. It's possible that someone hires me, but it's possible that someone thinks I'm crazy or calls me greedy. I had to live there. If I stayed with my predictable $900 a month, come when you want, leave when you want, that felt safe, but I also was done there and I knew it. And so I knew I needed to move in a different level of being. And so a lot of the daily non-negotiables became an internal game. Not so much what I was posting, not so much um, what I was saying necessarily, but who I was being. The other thing that I did in that time was I hired my first high level, my own high level coach because, and that felt like a risk. That, the other thing is like possibility feels like a risk. That's where all the expansion is. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to pay this coach. It might not work. And it actually it didn't. My first, my first high ticket experience was not that great. And so I got to sit with that, with my decision. And I had to process and I had to be upset. I had to hold disappointment. I also got to experience like the amazing that people did want to pay 7K in full. And like those clients I'm still in contact with. And it was like such an amazing experience for me. But there was a lot of this mind drama. And so, and then the other example that I gave for potential, like the potentiality was when I had that 20K client come out of no, come out of no, I had no idea. When I signed my, when I was more in possibility, it was like, okay, I'm sending out emails. I kind of know who's talking to me. I kind of know who's in my world. It could be this person. It's possible. This person seemed interested. It's possible. They were um, a no on the console, but said that they wanted to be a yes, right? Like I was playing in possibility. And so I had to manage my mind of being detached, not making it mean anything, leaving all the fear behind and just focused on service. That's where I really learned that. I was like, I can't be obsessed with this one person who told me no, <laughs> right? I can't worry that I offended them by my price increase. I had to do all that mind work. When I signed the 20K client at the same time that I was launching Pro Coach, I could not have predicted that. I also, it wasn't even a possibility in my mind. And that's how you know you're playing in pure potentiality. I was so focused on being the person that had that kind of launch. I was so focused on being a millionaire in the making. I was so focused on loving my life outside of my business too, because that was really important to me at the time. It still is, but like, I was worried that um, the, the bigger I grew, like the less time I'd spend with my kids. That was a possibility. And I was like, I don't like that possibility. So who would I need to be where that wasn't the case? It was a lot of inner work there. It wasn't out front. And so for if you're considering what this looks like for you, sometimes it doesn't seem like you're growing your business, but you are. It's like changing your perception of what gets to happen for you. There's a really good book. It's called Rich as F by Amanda Francis. Don't let the title scare you away. It's all about the energetics of money. And that, that book really helped me see this work because in predictability, no one's going to find me out of the blue and like sign with me. I'm going to look through my DMs and be like, no one's asking me about one-on-one. So it's not predictable that I'm going to sign a one client. And then all of a sudden my energy changes. If I don't think that someone's going to hire me, they won't. But I'm also not going to be disappointed because I get to be right. I get to be right that no one was going to hire me today. That's living in predictability. It feels safe to be right. 
Whereas potentiality, it's like someone could pop in my DMs and want to pay in full for my biggest package today. And am I willing to be a little disappointed if no one does? Now I am, I'm just, I'm just willing to play. But I guess the reason that I want it to be an internal experience for you guys, it doesn't matter. I mean, as much as I love sharing my experience, it may or may not be relevant to you. It's just good to see and also understand why people, some people will have a breakout year and some people never do. Why some people will give up. I've, I started this, this journey. There's a handful of people that I started the journey with. I can think of four people that we were all doing very similar things at similar times. And you guys probably have your version of that. And what I noticed is that I, it's not that I'm better than them. It's just that I was willing to play in a different field. I moved out beyond predictability into possibility first and they stayed in predictability. And so that it seems like I made a quantum leap. And I, I like that word for this because it doesn't make sense. It can't, you can't predict it. Like when you work with the quantum and we're going to talk about actually in July, I have a lot planned for talking about like the science of quantum mechanics, super nerdy, but it will make sense is like, I was willing to play there and be willing to like create experiences where I risked emotional states that I didn't like, like being told no, like, like people thinking I was selfish, like people thinking I was crazy my mom not understanding what I do, my dad thinking like, how can you charge more than me, (laughs) right? All these things, I had to sit with that and experience the 50-50 of what it meant to be in possibility and then the the total unpredictability of being in potentiality. Because technically it's possible for all of you guys to sign any number, put any number, it's possible to sign a $30,000 client today. It's possible to sign a $100,000 client today if you can be that person where that's a possibility, where like you entertain that thought, where you would have the courage to say, what if? And for me, this work is not 100% of the time. And that's something that's really powerful to see is you can go in and out of each of these three fields. So if you need predictability, what can you do for either your business model or just your, like maybe you have one simple offer. I know, um, I think Stacey Bateman teaches that to have one simple offer. That's a beautiful thing for a lot of people. They want the predictability. They want to work on that one belief. And like I said, there's no morality. There's no morality between what Stacey teaches, what I teach, what Melanie teaches, what Tony Robbins teaches. There's no like, it's not better or worse. It's what resonates with you. And I really like the word resonate. If you think of like a, um, a wave resonate means you like you move at the same speed and the same height and it feels good to you. I found a coach that was living in possibility and potentiality. And I wanted to work with her because it made sense how she was living. Her life made sense to me. She was risking disappointment. She was risking getting no's, but she was playing at a higher level than me. And I liked it. Some people never want, never want to go there. They want that predictable. And that's totally fine. There's nothing wrong. It's just now what it does, what I love about this is it allows you to stop judging where you're at because you can just own your decision and it can feel really good. Like, actually, I really like predictability. 
I do not, I do not want the risk. I do not want to hold the disappointment of, of playing in a different field. I just want the predictability. And then you like, either you can unfollow all the people that are making those quantum leaps or when they do make the quantum leap or your, your, maybe your colleague advances faster than you, you can celebrate her because she, she did something different. She was just playing in a different field and it's not good or bad. You're not worse. She's not better. It's just different. Do you, but you have to like it. You have to feel comfortable with it. What's cool is any of this can change. You can play in potentiality today. And then tomorrow you have a hard day and you're like, I'm just going to do what's predictable. I'm going to post on social media. I'm going to make a call to action for my group or to listen to my podcast or to get on my email list. And I'm just going to stay the course. And I really like this type of non-negotiable talk because you can always come back to predictability. When I've been, I've been personally going through a lot for in my own mind, mostly in my own mind about what I'm meant to do and what I'm supposed to say. And you guys might've read my posts on social media about this. Like I love teaching coaches, but I have some clients that aren't coaches and I'm like, how can I create content for them? Do I need to shift everything? Anyway, that was like my mind drama. And what I realized is like, I can come back to the basics. I can come back to predictability, which is post on social media, add value, meet people, write emails create a podcast episode. And for me coming back to that, it still meant my business could grow, but I could get out of the, it. Cause what happened was possibility felt too unsafe for me. I'm just gonna be really honest. It felt really scary to be like, not knowing what's going to happen or what I'm going to say, or like what my quote niche is or whatever. And so I came back to predictability where I can do the things, the non-negotiables that would move my business forward. And this is what most new businesses um, or, or uh, like, um, what am I thinking? For? Like programs or people who teach new business owners, they teach, have an email. You guys have heard this. You see this on social media. Have an email list, have a, a clear offer, you know, write content every day, make calls to action. That there's a lot of beauty and simplicity there. We even, I've even overthought that. And maybe you've been there too. But when I get confused or when I get scared, I come back to that, make a post, add value. This isn't about me. Who needs to hear from me today? What can I do to make one new connection today? And so what's fun is when you're, when you're grounded in that, when things are good, or especially if you've started to make recurring revenue. Oh, what happened? Sorry, I went to go let Becky in. Um, you can start to play. You can start creating predictability in some parts of your business and then you get to play because it doesn't matter. It's not that you don't care. It's just that you're also okay if it doesn't work. And that's a heart, that's a paradox to live in because for example, like my one-on-one, I really care about the people that I work with. I want one-on-one clients. I love them, but I'm also unattached to their timing. If they tell me no, if it, if they, if I never hear from them again, I have to be okay with whatever outcome comes from my decision to play there. And so, like I said, this, this isn't a morality thing. It's not that I'm better because I play in potentiality. It's not because there's, it's not like a better or worse than it's just different. It's a different experience. It's a different um, commitment. It's a different way to play the game. Cause I also know some people who genuinely do not want to grow their business that big. They've gotten to the place where they're really okay with just working with a handful of clients. They want the predictability. They're not really trying to grow. They just want to do it because they like it. And that's a beautiful thing too. If you can keep your blinders on, I think that this is the most underrated thing in our industry is like, 
What if it's okay that you are making $2,000 a month and you love it? What if, genuinely, what if that's like the perfect fit for you? And some people, if you're being really honest, like, I want more than that. And it, it feels fun to imagine more than that. Then you're probably going to want to play in possibility and potentiality. And it's not going to feel good to stay in the land of predictability. And so it's more about a self-honesty thing. Like, where do I want to play? What feels good to me? What makes me light up? Because that's actually what creates results. I know some people, I can think of like a handful of coaches on my head that just love showing up every day on Instagram, making content, creating their posts, putting it out there, responding to DMs. They just love, they love the nitty gritty part of business and they love playing in predictability. They're not after this like quantum leap experience. That's not something that they even care about. That's perfect. So I have a father-in-law. This is a really good example. He owns a funeral home in his little town. Super predictable life. His house is paid off. His business is great. And one of the th- one time I asked him, because it's like paid off, they make good money. And my mind loves to grow. I'm like, well, do you want to grow? Like, do you want to buy other funeral homes in the small towns in your area? And he's like, why would I do that? He's like, and it kind of like, this was a long time ago. And I was like, oh, like he thinks differently than me because I like seeing what's possible. I, I live in possibility. I think it's fun. It's fun for me. But for other people, it would drive him nuts. He would feel unsafe. He would not like it. And because he has a good thing, he's willing to live there. And there's nothing good or bad about what either of us do. It's just different. And he knows where he wants to be. And that's a beautiful thing. I think it's really underrated to like where you are. Um, I think that if you are wanting to play in the possibility or the potentiality, that is a, a prerequisite. You have to like where you are. You can't make something in the future better than where you're at or else you will cause suffering. And that's something that we talked about with presence this month. Like we get into this um, loop where if we think that we want something more, we can easily turn that into a need and then we experience suffering instead of keeping it in the realm of desire and fun and exciting. We can make a better future and need. And then all of a sudden your life right now isn't good enough. And that's not how I want you to play in potentiality or possibility. I think it's way more fun when you're super grounded in your life now. And then you get to ask yourself, what if? And so to bring it full circle back to the non-negotiables, it's different at every level. And I'm not going to prescribe what you need to do. You guys know how I feel about posting, adding calls to action, meeting new people, Um, how can you tell when you're avoiding possibility just to be safe, even though you want to do it? So I think there's a really big difference between unsafe and discomfort, Aubin, and you're going to know that by going inward in your own body. So one of the things that I do is like, if, if I think about, like, I remember the first time (laughs) I can still go back to like looking at the little link my coach sent me for a renewal. And I remember asking myself, like, is this unsafe or is this really uncomfortable? to pay this. And for me, it felt discomfort, like uncomfortable. It felt like a stretch, but not unsafe because unsafe will make me distracted from being a good mom. Unsafe will make me question all my decisions. Unsafe will make me wonder like, is this going to work? And that's not how I want to play the game. It's more like, what if it works? That's it totally. Do you see the difference of the question? Like, what if this, like, what if this works versus what am I going to do if this doesn't work? Like, I'm not going to be okay. There's a, a, an energetic, but also like a physical difference in my body. And so 
if you're avoiding possibility, it's not like, of course, predictability feels safer because that's what the world operates on right now, mostly. Um, no one need, I think I, I coached, I think Rebecca came on one time for those of you guys who were there on that live call. And she was like, I want to make 20 K a month, but it feels hard. I think is what she was saying. And what I coached on was like the idea that you don't, no one needs to make 20 K a month. No one needs that, but do you want it? That's a totally different experience. And so I would pose that question to you, Aubin, like, do you want to play impossibility or does it feel like, oh, that's like the next thing I need to do. And that feels like pressure or like, um, if there's any comparison or that's just like, um, maybe you're competitive. <laughs> I don't know. I I've been there too. And you just have to be really honest with yourself is, is it uncomfortable to go into possibility, but is that really where you want to be? And are you willing to navigate the discomfort that lives there? Right. Disappointment is a huge one because to me, I spent my whole life as a little girl, not being disappointed. My parents didn't want me to be disappointed. I would like, even like, I remember playing basketball and I'd give like 85% in practice and in the game so that if we lost, I could be right. I could, I could keep, I can, I could, it's like something that I don't love about myself, but also it taught me so much to be honest about this. If I gave 85% and we lost, I could at least say, well, it's because I didn't give hundred percent because it was a lot scarier to know I gave my all and still lost. That felt awful. And so that really taught me what, about myself, what I, what I was avoiding in my life, which was disappointment of giving my all and still not getting what I wanted. That felt really hard. And so that is the difference between who I was and who I am. I'm willing to give my all and have my heart broken or get told mean things or not get what I want yet. I'm willing to be there. So I know that I'm willing to play in possibility. Okay. Can you explain more about the difference between possibility and potentiality? Yeah. So the example that I, I don't know if you're on the call yet, Shirley, I gave an example from my own life um, about like the possibility is something you can think it gets in your awareness, right? It's like in your awareness, like maybe you've had six consults and two people said, I really want to work with you. I'm going to have to get back to you. That's a possibility. Potentiality is someone popping up into your DMs and being like, hey, I've been following you forever. You don't know me. I would love a consult with you. I really want to work with you. And then they say yes, and then painful or whatever. It isn't something in your awareness, but you believe in the pot, like in that potential. So potentials are hard. You cannot predict potentiality. That's the other thing that's really hard. Predicting it, like you can kind of predict in possibility. You at least have it in your awareness. Potentiality is like, it's so unpredictable that you haven't been thinking about it at all. Maybe once upon a time, this is the other thing I've had. I've had things happen years or months later. This is the other thing is you have to detach from time. Time is in the predictability field. That's a really hard one. I want to be fully booked. Okay. When? <laughs> in, the, in the next six months. Okay. How does that feel in your body? For me, that feels really scary. Okay. You're not going to be able to create it because you have to escape from time. That's how we collapse time. That's how things happen really fast is when we escape time. So one of the things that I've like, the way that I think about potentiality is like you plant a seed and then you have to let go. So I've said, like I told Wesley before I had my $40,000 month that I talked about on this call where I was launching pro coach and signed a pay in full client that month, 
the potentiality of that was planted years ago. I remember telling him, wouldn't it be cool to have like a month that like would have been my salary as a therapist? I told him that I spoke it into existence, but I was not attached to it happening that year. In fact, it didn't happen for two more years. And so part of part of this game is, are you willing for it to take a long time, but also are you willing for it to happen sooner than you think? You're just not attached to when it's going to happen. You just know it's going to happen in my lifetime. That's another thing that I think is different than predictability is you're willing to make really bold claims and, and then leave it alone. You're not trying to predict when it's going to happen. You're not trying to make it happen. You're just going to put it out there and trust if you keep on the path, it's going to happen. And so for me, the difference between possibility and potentiality is some of it's in my awareness and some of it I spoke and then I forgot about it. Not because I don't want it, but because I'm not attached to it. Like the, the, the money, like when I told Wesley a long time ago, I want, like, wouldn't it be so cool if, you know, you're playing in potentiality, if you can say it, what if, or wouldn't it be cool if, and genuinely be okay that it's not going to happen today or this month or next year, that it's just, wouldn't it be cool if, and this is a really, we're not taught to think this way, I guess is what I'll say. When I, I'm sure you guys can think of even, even goal setting when I went to school and like was planning all my career stuff, like no one taught me to think really big. No one taught me that. They taught me to think in terms of predictability. If I go to school for four years and then I get my master's in two, I'll make 60, you know, 60 K out of school. And then if I get my license, if I become an LCSW, I could make like 110 by being a school counselor. That was like very predictable. And that felt safe, right? Possibility would be like, what if, wouldn't it be cool if I like, I did therapy, but I also like had a book and then maybe I made extra money on the side. That'd be pretty cool. And then I don't know if you guys follow certain, some therapists, like the holistic psychologist. I love her because she does amazing work. But anyway, I know she makes a lot of money from her books, from her programs. She could not have predicted that when she was in grad school. She just, there's just no way. It was just a potentiality. And the more work she did on herself, the more she allowed herself to believe that it could happen. And that's the kind of shifts that are available. Not everyone has to make it, right? And that's like, I want to keep reiterating that because I want this conversation, no matter where you fall, to be beneficial for you. Some of you are going to be really inspired and be like, I need to play bigger because that's what I actually want. That's what feels fun. That's what lights me up. And that's why I started my business in the first place is to feel alive. When people ask me why I make, like do my business, it's not just to make money. Money's fun but it's to be alive. It's to be, to living my purpose, to be of service, to have fun, to be, to be alive, (laughs) to think bigger, to, to teach, to be inspired, to have ideas. Like I love it all. It's just, it's just part of it. And so possibility and potentiality feel really good to me because that's why I started this thing in the first place. And in fact, you might've heard me talk about in the past, like in previous calls, I would say no one has to be a coach. Now everyone has to make money or at least have access to money, right? Because you have to pay for food. You have to pay for your car and gas. You have to pay for shelter. Those are things that are things that we do, right? So you need to, you need to have access to money that could come from an inheritance that could come from insurance that could come from a job that could come from someone else. It does not have to come from coaching. 
So I just want to also show that a lot of you guys have already been playing in possibility. You've already been playing. When you started your business, can you guys all remember how fun it was to find coaching? How fun it was to find out that your thoughts create your results? <laughs> how fun it was that your emotions were caused by your perception of things? It was so invigorating. Can you remember what it was like when you told the first person in your life that you were going to be a coach? You were living in possibility then. It wasn't predictable. You had no idea what was going to happen. And do you remember how alive you felt? This is why I play in possibility still. Because what happens is a lot of entrepreneurs start in possibility. All these things are possible. I can make a lot of money. I can live my purpose. I can work at home. I can have a home office. I can hire my, my best friend. All these things. I could take my kids on trips. Possibility, possibility, possibility. And we are focused without knowing it. We're actually doing ourselves a service by focusing on the good things that could happen. And then you get in the industry, but you start experiencing the flip side of possibility, which is some people say no. Sometimes it takes longer than you want it to. Sometimes you question yourself. Sometimes people think you're crazy. Some people don't get what you do. Sometimes you feel alone. Sometimes you launch something with your whole heart and soul and it doesn't work. That's possibility. And then we move back into predictability because it feels safe where you're, you're going to focus on the things that are going to be predictable. I'm going to lower my prices so that I don't feel that again. I'm not going to even entertain the idea of holding a leveraged group offer because I can't imagine 20 people paying me $1,000. That's just too, too, because what if they don't? What if no one buys? I'm going to do what's predictable so that it's safe. And what, I, like I said, it's not bad there. It's just different. But what I've found is if you're at least willing to play in possibility sometimes, that same feeling that you, you got when you started your business, the same feeling you, it's going to make me emotional, <laughs> like that same feeling you got when you imagined being free or being like doing your life's work and getting paid for it. That same feeling exists now and you can tap into it. Are you willing to hold the 50-50-ness of it? Most, most of you guys in this call, I'm just gonna be really honest, like on just statistics, if you think of a bell curve, most people are gonna fall into po possibility, predictability. Potentiality is really hard to hold. Even like I, I can rarely hold it because I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. And I've gotten the results of that. I've had launches where one person has bought. I've had launches where 12 people have bought, 50 people. I've had huge paydays. I've had zero dollar days. I've had like, I've had low income months, high income months because I'm willing to play. And I will say it's not for everyone because you get challenged to be who you wanna be without the evidence. And it's, it's not for everyone. And the thing that helped me was remembering the difference between a desire and a need. I started my business out of desire. I did not start it out of need. I was working. So um, I don't know if I've talked about the story recently, but when I started my coaching business, I was also teaching VIP kid out of need. My family needed me to make $600 a month to cover all our expenses. And so I did. I woke up at 3 a.m. It was very predictable. I would make $20 an hour teaching English to kids in China. Very predictable. And it sucked my soul, but I did it because I needed to. Because like I said, we all need to make money, whether it's you or your family or whatever. We all need to have access to money to live in this world. It's just true. 
The problem is, is when we make our business feel like a need and it never was that. Or if you're trying to create results in the realm of possibility, but it feels like you need it to be predictable. That's where we can create a lot of suffering for ourselves and really limit what we create. And so when you think about non-negotiables, because today's call is about action. This is a little different, but it is about action. Sometimes your action is going to be to get off social media and get into nature and to relax and to remember that you don't need this to work. You want this to work. And it's a totally different experience. Sometimes it's going to be, you need to push and send the freaking email. (laughs) Sometimes it's going to be, you just need to make a post one more time talking about your offer. Sometimes it's going to be raising your prices or doubling your prices and kind of feeling the fear, but knowing it's the right move and that you're willing to do it until it works. There's a lot of power in that. But I guess all of it is so personal. So like any call with me, I want you to internalize this and not make it mean anything. Whatever I said, you can make it mean whatever you want it to mean. You can make it mean I need to bunker down and focus on what's predictable because that's where I, I want to live. That's what feels good to me. And I want the check marks. I want check marks too. I, I like knowing that I just need to post on social media today and I need to write an email and I need to create a podcast. Like that feels good. So there's an element of predictability in my business. And some of you are going to take, take something away where you're like, I'm good if it takes a long time. I'm fine with the predictable. That feels good. And your only job is going to be to stop judging yourself and comparing yourself and to love your life. Because I do think coaching is all about the quality of life that you experience on your way to to the achievement of the thing. What's the point? Because one of the other things that um, I've really learned is that how you create something is how you receive something. So if you, and I'm going to explain what I mean. If you create your business out of lack because you need to, even when the money comes, it's not going to feel expansive and free. It's going to feel like need, like you need to make more. And there's never going to be this moment that you arrive where you're like, I did it. I'm here. Because that moment is available now. That moment of freedom and expansion and okayness is available now. And like I said, if you can get there where you realize you have everything that you need, everything that you want to create is perfect. Just don't make it into something that you need to create falsely, because that's not even true, right? We don't. No one needs a 20K month. No one needs a huge launch. No one needs to be a coach that's fully booked. You could go get a job. And it's something to remind yourself because sometimes we make our businesses a need and then we take action from lack and we're we're frantic and frustrated or or we're so paralyzed, we don't take any action. I've been there too, right? We're like, you don't even do what's predictable because you don't even know if that's okay. I've been there too. And so the biggest anchor for me has been total sufficiency in what I have and exploring what I want and being willing to hold that possibility, the disappointment of not getting it, but also the potential of getting it. Um, this is the game. And so now I hope that when you, when you think about this conversation, the three fields, the predictability, possibility, potentiality, and then you, then you are in the industry and you get exposed 
especially one of the things that was really helpful for me is when I started getting exposed to really wealthy people, I knew my wealth consciousness was growing and expanding because I didn't even know they existed. (laughs) Right. When I was 17, thinking about going to college and becoming a therapist, I didn't know it was real that there was 30, 30 year olds that were making multi-millions of dollars. I didn't know that was even a thing. And so the more I did the work, the more I unlimited my mind, the more I believed in in possibility, I started seeing evidence that of different possibilities. And that's a really cool thing because if there's one, if if she could do it, why not you? If where there's one, I always like to think where there's one, there's a hundred. Whenever I assign a client, it's easy. And this is true for you too. It's easy for your brain to be like, that'll never happen again. Have you ever, who's experienced that? Like I've totally experienced that thought before. I don't know where she came from. Might not ever happen again. Technically that's a possibility. But are you willing to focus your mind and spend time dwelling in the possibility of there's always more where that came from, where there it's possible that someone is watching your Instagram stories right now, you guys thinking about whether they need to hire you or not, like, what would it be like to work with you? It's possible that someone who worked with you two years ago is going to come back into your life. It's, there's a potential that there's someone you don't know that's following you that could, that could hire you. Have you entertained that potential? My guess is probably not. And so if you want to get those kinds of results where you're like, I have no idea how this happened. Are you willing to hold or plant that seed and just let it go, not make it mean a thing and just trust that it'll happen. I don't know when that's fine. That's how you get to play. And what I encourage you to do is to internalize this. Don't just like, like I always say, don't just listen to me talk. Like, what does this mean for you? And then to play. Because like I said, it's not like, okay, like I'm going to dwell in the field of possibility forever. And I will always live there. (laughs) What if you played in possibility just for the day? And you're just like, what if someone messaged me today and said they're ready to work with me? What would that be like? That's kind of fun. And then you like go for a walk. (laughs) You don't, you don't like hang on to it. You don't obsess over it. Maybe you post on Instagram and you think maybe someone new will find me today. That'd be cool. And then you let it go. Part of this work is detaching from what we think should happen or what we expect to happen because that, that's where we get all wonky in our belief because it doesn't feel good to, you know, to not get what we want. And then we're like, it's not going to happen. And so plant seeds with the what if, like I'm looking at some of you guys like Colette, what if you have a fully booked launch with your email list? Wouldn't that be fun? Right. That would be amazing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, how can you be that person the whole time leading up to your lunch? 100%. But we're not attached to it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm done talking. <laughs> that was a lot. Sorry. I'm willing to go over to coach you guys. Um, and I know that some of you, you're not going to have anything to be coached on. You're just like, I need to think about this. Some of you are going to have questions. That's totally fine. All like, it's all I'm, I'm open. I'm open to coach on anything and answer questions. So, and if you need to go, because it's been an, an hour, that's totally fine. I'm just going to send to coach whoever, whoever wants it or needs it. So, okay. I'm done talking. Who wants coaching? Who has a question? Okay, I'm gonna want coaching if nobody else wants coaching. What it is you. 
<laughs> Anybody else? Are you sure you hear from me all the time? But I'm just trying to decide what I want coaching about. Um, I think, I think, okay, this is, this is what I want it to be. Um, I feel like I'm definitely making shifts in my mindset of mm -hmm. belief about the launch, like you were mm -hmm. talking about and, um, just getting more and more comfortable with the idea of creating eight clients and yeah, that's, what's going to happen and, and whatever. So the other night I was walking our dog and I met, there's a guy in my neighborhood who's a dentist and he's reached out to me to get some information about coaching because mm -hmm. he's becoming a coach for dentists. Cool. Okay. So we're, you know, he's starting that and, and wanting to help dentists. And so he was explaining kind of what he was working on. And he was like, you know, you have to believe that you can do it and make the money and be the good coach. And I'm in full belief. And as he's telling me, um, you know, kind of the path he's on and he's like, yeah, I've been in this networking group with 800 dentists. And, and in my head, I'm like, yeah, this is totally going to work for you. I'm crap. <laughs> like that, that was pretty much right. right. Like, I mean, I didn't really think that so much, but it was like, oh my gosh, this is going to, yeah, this is going to work for you. Like clear, like I can see it. Like it's, it's going to work for you. And all the pieces are in place. You're going to do a great job and help people. And, and I immediately was comparing, mm -hmm. which is funny. Cause you're, you're comparing you're comparing things. I'm okay. I'm going to, we'll get there. I'm going to ask you a question and then we can okay. talk about that. Okay. Why do you think it's so easy to believe in someone else? Mm. Like for you specifically, not just in theory, but why do you? Yeah, right. I actually am a big believer in other people. Like I know that's part of, of what I feel like makes me a really good coach because I can see, oh no like you have a system, you like the path is there and like, it's super easy for me to do that. Mm -hmm. So I understand what you're saying. Like, why is it easy for me to believe in me? No, no. First answer. Why is it easy to believe in other people? In other people. Yeah. I see it really clearly. See what? I see like, it's, it's logical to me that when they are going to do these certain things or think these certain things or keep replicating this certain thing. It's like, well, yeah, that's like, it's very, it's very logical in my mind. Like, yeah, you're exact doing exactly the things that are going to get you there. When I think about it too, we like, don't know their internal stories. We just yeah. see what we see. And we believe in human potential. So yeah. when you think about yourself, like what's the drama that is different? I haven't done it yet. But he, neither has he. Right.
I really just think, well, I, ha I haven't done it and I'm not sure. I don't know why it's different. I'm, I'm not sure why it's different, but I know it's different. Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting to play around with. One of the things that I think especially very observant people do is you're also looking at all the stories that are going on in your own mind. You're not seeing all the story that's going on in his mind. You're just hearing what he says and what he's telling you. Mm -hmm. But he has stories too, but you're not privy to them. Mm -hmm. But I bet if you got in a coaching conversation and he was being really honest, he would have some fears and reservations because he's human. Yeah. And he did say it. And his wife said the same thing the next day. Like they both parroted like mm -hmm. exactly the same. Yeah thing where they're like, well, you know, these are type A people. And, and so it's going to be really hard to find them. Yes. Yeah. They Literally. both said that. Yeah. And I was like, or maybe it's not. Yeah. Because we always have access to both stories, right? Mm -hmm. And this is like the possibility thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It might not work. You might have a launch that fails. Mm -hmm. that's a possibility but yeah. why would you spend time dwelling on that story doesn't make sense you see what I mean you're dwelling on the story of it it's working because that's a possibility too that's where you're gonna live okay because that's where you live for him right when he said that he wants to work with all these dentists what story did you tell yourself you're like yeah that's great you're gonna do it you're gonna be fine Mm -hmm. It's just a story because you easily, if you, maybe you, if you knew his past, if you knew he's a hothead, if you knew that, whatever, like you could have a different story of him. You'd be like, I don't know. I don't know if you're going to be able to do it. Like dentists kind of are tight, kind of tight with their money or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's just, what story are you tuned into and what story are you repeating? Kind of like the speaking things into existence, right? Mm -hmm. You're speaking into the existence, the possibility of you having a fully booked launch, your first, your first role. Like first time and you're writing emails as if and you're being as if and you're playing it all the way through that way until the 11th, 12th hour. Okay. Yeah. So I think my work would be to recognize, first of all, that I can be in belief for somebody else really easily. Mm -hmm. And how can I create that for myself? Is that what you would suggest? Yeah. And also just witnessing like, what story are you believing? Because it's easy for you to tune into the story of it working out for other people. I can tell that about you. You're just like, it's going to work out for you. Like I can see it. Yeah. But then when you go into your own mind, you see other stories as an option. Okay. Oh, okay. it might not. I've never done this. I've never done this before. That's your, I can tell that's like a story that kind of creeps up. Like, well, I've never done this before. Not predictable. <laughs> and your job is to be like, it's interesting that story came up. I'm telling the story that this is going to happen. Even though I've never done it before. Even though you've never done it before. Hmm. Okay. So what would be like my task? You know, I like, if you think of your brain, like the garden, kind of like that. Okay. Part of it is seeding. You're going to keep planting seeds that this is working. You're speaking it into existence. Part of your job is to pluck out the weeds. Okay. That like 
When you notice a thought, well, you haven't done it yet. Don't make it mean a thing. Just be like, that's interesting. Mm. Doesn't have to be true. Okay. So like, I, I don't know if you're a visual person, but I, I'm a visual person. So I imagine like your brain, like a little garden, be like, okay, like today I'm planting some seeds. Like, wouldn't it be cool if, wouldn't it be cool if I got three people to sign up for consoles on the first email? Mm. You're playing there. Wouldn't it be cool if like someone who, you know, read my book is on my email list and like sees what I'm doing and we create magic together. Wouldn't that be so cool? What would she need to hear an email and you like are tweaking your email, you know? And then maybe like you take a lunch break and you're like, well, it hasn't happened. I've never done this before. Like, wait, I do not want that. Hmm. So what that I've never done this before. You know what I mean? You're challenging. You're making the table wobbly. Okay. So what that you've done, never done this before. Does that mean you're not going to be successful? No, but you're, you're tying them together. That's not true. Yeah. Yeah, I am for sure. And it is interesting because as I've been working on this, speaking it into existence concept that I haven't Mm -hmm. ever really done before. I had a conversation with somebody at lacrosse camp, just sitting there. Mm -hmm. So powerful. I showed up so much more powerfully. Yeah, because exactly. You were were like, I'm speaking this into existence and it doesn't matter. Like she can take it, leave it, whatever, but I showed up differently. I'm showing up differently in my emails. Yeah. Okay. I'm almost done. Okay. Thank you. Say bye. I'm almost done. Thank you. (laughs) So I I see it already happening. I see it already, you know, shifting for me. And, and so this is just another, I, I just, I guess I was slightly surprised at my reaction. Yeah. But, and what's fun about that is like, we can go back to making like totally neutralizing it. Like, doesn't mean your reaction means nothing. What do you Mm -hmm. want it to mean? Mm. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Just get to play. You get to play. (laughs) Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. Any other final questions or coaching? I have one. Robin, what's up? Okay. You made a comment passingly in when you were talking that I know is a big issue for me. And you said your first super high ticket coaching experience one-on-one didn't go that well. Yeah. And, um, that happened to me twice last year and they were great coaches, but it was like my first time investing in one-on-one coaching for myself and I didn't get the results I wanted. And so I've done a lot of self-coaching on, it's about me, how I show up. The coaches doesn't create my result, but I've had, it's made me doubt coaching a little bit, which is good for every coach to go through. Yes, it is. <laughs> but I kind of wanted to hear more about your experience. Yeah. And um, because I've gone through like bouts of like, well, I'm not even getting any coaching. I'm like, what am I talking about? I'm in the coaching matrix and yeah. I'm in Jody Moore's program. Yeah. And I do like yeah. coaches friends. So yeah. I do get coaching, but part of me is like, oh, I'm not getting the results I want still because I'm not paying for a one-on-one coach. And I just go in these circles with, yeah. I don't I believe in coaching because I'm not paying high yeah, enough for yeah. it. I would release that judgment. Um, cause like, I don't always have a one-on-one coach and I sell one-on-one coaching. I think yeah. it's more about the timing. That's what I really believe in. And so first is I can tell you've already done a little bit of work. It's not the coach. Right. And, um, even for me, it wasn't the coach. What I, and when I look back, 
when I created her, when I made the decision, it was out of a lot of fear. I was, I was like, okay, I have this knowing that I'm meant for something really big, which means I need to make big moves. Right. It just, it just felt like the right thing to do. And I was like, okay, like, who am I going to hire? Like, if I want to charge big ticket, if I want a big impact, if I want to do big things, who's going to help teach me this? Who's, who's, who's doing this that I can like, not just learn from, but like be in their presence. Cause I think that's a really underrated reason to hire someone, not just for the coaching they give, but how they think, how they be. And so I didn't know, I didn't think about that. I just kind of was like, okay, like I'm ready to make this investment. I'm scared. I don't, I am not enough. I need someone to help me total lack, total lack. And of course, what I experienced in the container lack, she didn't see me. She rarely checked up on me. I didn't feel like she actually understood me and how I thought I didn't get the results that I wanted. She questioned what I envisioned instead of holding the vision with me. There's a lot of that stuff. And so, and just her personality, she's kind of um, rough around the edges. I found the edges, I guess I'm like, it's coming from my own judgment, obviously, but like the way that she coached was really harsh, I guess is what I'll say. And that's not how I coach. As you guys know, I'm like a gentle, firm coach. (laughs) And so I like coaches that do that for me. Right. And so, um, what I learned is that I got what I needed to grow even in the duality of like experiencing something that I wouldn't necessarily want to replay. I learned what kind of coach I did want. I, I, cause like, so my first coach was not a mom that I'm just gonna be really transparent. She was not a mom. And that's where I felt like she didn't see me. So then my next coach, Katie Fleming, I worked with for like two and a half years (laughs) because I was like, she gets me, you know, she understands me. Um, and so I hired a coach that I knew could see me beyond just the businesswoman. That was really important to me. It's not always important. I guess I, what it did is it highlighted, what do I want in a coach? What do I want in a coach? And so for you, I can tell you're like questioning. And I went through that. I think it's good to question. Do I believe in coaching? Is it worth my money? What would make it worth my money? Because if you can't answer that, how we, how we give is how we receive. So if I invest in coaching out of fear, or if I feel stressed about my investment in coaching, I'm going to perceive my clients to feel stressed when they invest in me. And I don't like that. So I try to invest in total abundance and trust that I'm going to get what I came for and more. And then I trust that that's also how people experience my containers. But that was like something that I intentionally decided. And so I feel like you are in your own journey with this. Like, what do you, what do you want to speak to be true about coaching? Because that's what you'll be able to do for your clients. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. And, um, like I still feel fear about hiring a new coach. Yeah. That's normal. I feel fear every time. Every time. Okay. <laughs> so that doesn't necessarily go away. I feel like, okay, I can't hire a coach until I get rid of this fear of like, really? Yeah. The way that I, we kind of talked about it, but like that discomfort, not mm-hmm. on safety. I would never put myself in a situation where like my family's going to end up in the streets if I don't make this money back. I would never do that. Yeah. I, I look at it as like, is this going to expand me? Is this going to, because the other thing is like, I put my money in places that will make me show up. That is really helpful for me. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I know I'm, 
I'm capable of this. I'm going to put my money there because then I'm going to show up there. That's, that's a tool that I use. Not everyone needs it. Um, but what I learned a long time ago too, is like the people who make it, they just kept investing in themselves. Everyone I've ever heard of, I'm trying to think of one person and I can't, <laughs> has made investments that they look back and they're like, dang, missed opportunity or didn't get what I wanted. That's okay. You actually got what you needed from there to make a better investment in the future. I yeah. think, I think what's scary is people who like, I didn't have the best experience. I'm going to stop investing. And that's why I would encourage you not to do that because then you become an energetic match for people not investing. Right. right. And you want people to invest in themselves <laughs> with <Right>. you. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? And so I want to be the person that's always expanding and always challenging my identity because that's who I want in my containers. That's who I want to attract. So mm-hmm. food for thought. There's also no right time. It's just timing. Yeah. Cause part of my like problem is that I've promised myself, like I want to use all self-investment with coaching a business as from the business profit. So it's like, I have to get clients to get higher coaching. And I See, kinda... but this is, I used to think the same thing until I realized this, this logic didn't make sense to me. I'm not saying this uh-huh. is for you. Wait, I want to sign clients before I hire the coach, it's going to help me sign more clients. <laughs> well, and that's and what I, I like, thought I was going to get last year. And it yeah, didn't. I, and I, I have a lot of sympathy for that because I've been through that. Um, and I had to release a lot. What part of my work for her was just to forgive her that she fell short on what she said I was going to get. And then it helped me be, become the coach to be really in integrity with what I actually promised my one-on-one clients and what mm-hmm. I actually say. And um, it helped me hire the right coaches in the future too. So I look at it as like, this is something that was really powerful. In fact, this is a concept I'm playing around with teaching you guys. So this is like un, um, unscripted. Like I haven't really refined this. I see everything as a sequence, not as a one-time event. So when I had the bad experience, her name was Lindsay. <laughs> with Lindsay, I saw that as a sequence to help actually help me hit my first hundred K. It was bad. It felt at the time, it felt like a waste of money, but it actually wasn't because it guided me to my right coach and my right way of thinking. And it guided me to Melanie and it guided me to all those things. And I actually ended up spending more money there, but I made more money. And I experienced internal shifts that I get to take with me the rest of my life, not Mm -hmm. just money that that comes and goes a way of being that to me is priceless and I decided that I I spoke that into existence and you can too that the coaches you hired last year were perfect because you're here and you now there's infinite potentiality infinite possibilities in this moment what do you want to create now and that's with this perspective yeah yeah and the other thing too is it gave me a lot of grace I'm like okay I could have clients that have less than awesome experiences with me and they're going to be okay. Cause I'm okay. It mm. gave me a lot of trust and grace for my clients, but like they might not get what they came for. I've had clients and this is the other thing I've had clients that we worked together for six months. They went through a lot of inner work and they didn't get like the financial results yet. And then I get like a message two months, three months later, they're like, Oh my gosh, it all clicked. Thank you so much. And I attribute that to a lot to like my clients always get for what, get what they came for, whether it was in the actual container 
or over the course of their lifetime because of the work we did. And so that's a possibility for you too. You're going to see that it's a sequence, not a one-time event. The coaches served a purpose in your life. You're in a different place in your life and you're experiencing different things. And in the future, it'll be the same thing, but it was all a sequence taking you to where you were meant to go. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I, I believe that about coaching in general, but that's good to like, look at it in this situation. And and as far as like the investing with the business money, I get that. That's not, that was not my experience, but I deeply respect it because you get to decide what you do with your money. I wanted to go fast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I was like, I was willing to take on debt because I saw it as an ROI, not as a, not as a fear thing but that was my experience. And so that's, I, I think that depends on you and the predictability possibility, right? And if it feels really safe to use your money that you make to invest, do that. But there's also not like you can't go fast without a coach. I just know for me, it puts me in a good, good spot. And so you just have to like your reasons and your results for all your choices. Yeah. Well, and as I'm thinking about it, with all you're saying, like, even how I showed up to the coaching calls, like what I brought up, I feel like I just went in circles a lot with my coaches and that was me. Cause they're like, what do you need help with? And I just brought up the same thing over and over. Cause I wasn't getting out of it. And that's me like doing the work yeah. in between sessions so that I can find new stuff. So we, I think I wanted the coaches to find all the problems and I needed to help yeah. come. One of the things that has served me is like the coach isn't responsible for the, how I show up for the container. But it's funny because as a coach, I also show up like my client isn't responsible for how they show up right, for the container yeah. because I'm will I do the work so that I have squeaky clean energy no matter where I am. If it's my container that I'm hosting, I'm showing up as the coach. I'm making sure that I do my best, that I'm taking as much responsibility as I possibly can for them. As a client, I'm taking as much responsibility as I possibly can because this is my life. You know what I mean? And so for you, you might've, if the best lesson you learned from that is what kind of coach you don't want to be, it'll also make you a really powerful coach for your clients. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that we don't like those coaches or that they were bad. It's just, no, they were great. I mean, that's why I hired them. Yeah. They were great. Yeah. And I know that. And I still talk to them, but it's not like I hate them. I know. See, you still talk, I, just, I do not talk to my own I coach. think, and maybe I was still naive about coaching, but I was like, if you promise me that in three months, I will get this result. Then yeah. that is going to happen. And if it doesn't, then something yeah. went wrong. Yeah. And yeah. I think that helps me in my wording when I deliver promises. Like, do I say in three months, you will have this. I say, yeah. no, this is how you will change. This is the mindset shifts you will have. This is how you can become. Yeah. And it might take six years. It might take three yeah. weeks. But so the way know. that I handle those kinds of conversations is like, I don't know what's possible. I actually don't. I've had clients that have made hundreds of thousands of dollars when we work together. I've had clients that made $20,000 when we were together, but they saved their marriage. Mm-hmm. I've had people that they, they, what they got was that they were, they were born worthy. Nothing's changed. And that was life changing for them. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're going to get when we work together. And I'm just really honest because then what it does is like, they get to decide why they're coming into the container possibility, right? I attract people who live in possibility usually for one-on-one. They're like, they're willing to, to flip the coin. They, they're okay with that. And some coaches aren't. So like, that's the thing is like that you might think through 
if you know you can promise predictable results, which would be like, you're going to know exactly how to manage your mind. That's a promise you can make as a coach. I'm going to teach exact, teach you exactly how to do this work. Not that they're going to get the results from that. They're just going to know how to, it's up to them to do it. That's right. a really strong promise. You know, right. you're going to know how to eliminate, you know, your anxious flashing out or whatever. I know I follow someone on Facebook. We like kind of started at the same time, one of those. And now she's the angry she helps moms who are angry and she, her promise is like, I'm going to help you not be angry anymore. At least you're going to know what caused your anger and you can make a different choice, you know? And it's just like, there's room for whatever kind of coach you want to be. What feels good to you when you're, when you're talking to a, like, I'm really comfortable telling a client, I don't know what we're going to create together. Cause I live in possibility. You might blow your mind. You might create relationships. You might quit your business. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you want to create? And we can talk about that. And you might be the coach. It's like, we work together for three months. I'm going to help you get a schedule together so that you know exactly how you want to run your day. By the end of our time together, you're going to know exactly what's on your schedule every day. When you wake up, you're going to have time for your kids. You're going to have time to work. You're going to be able to and there's people that want that. That's why it's so such a beautiful industry. Yeah. And I love that you're kind of talking about this because it's kind of like putting our promises into the three fields we talked about. Today. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and being real with people that like, I'm not promising a very predictable outcome with coaching with me, but I'm predicting a possibility. Right. And then what's cool is you attract the field you dwell in. So if I'm really honest that I play in the field of possibility, that means the people who come into my world also play in the field of possibility. They're good there. Thank you. (laughs) Got a ring. Thanks, Riley. Bye. Um, And so I think it's just, and also owning it, like that, like we talked about earlier, like, I just want you to own it. If you want to play in predictability, that's fine. There's people that want to play there. <laughs> you know, it's not good or bad. It's just different. Um, because I think that there's a lot of power in all three and, and possibility, like possibility, not in like the field, but like there's options, there's things you can do in each. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. That helps a lot. Yeah. And so I think hopefully it sets you free to just explore what, what you want. Um, and I think with, as far as hiring a coach, I like that. I know I'm going to hire a higher ticket coach, but it's not going to be today. And just yeah. like putting that out there in the yes possibility or even yes. the, it's just like the right coach will come into my path when it's time and I'll yes. figure out how to pay for it when it, and I'll, it'll be fine. And I'm not going to stress about it anymore. It's just, I believe in coaching hundred percent. So it's going to work out how it's supposed to. So, yeah. And that's a good place to be. Yeah. And that takes away the guilt. I think I was feeling guilt for like, I'm not looking for a coach today. So I must not believe in coaching, but I'm like, yes, I do. So it was confusing me, but this just talking this out helps me see like, I'm good. I've done a lot of work on this and I'm going to keep showing up as if I've hired a coach because I'm open for a coach. So it's you ha- and you yeah. have a coach. Yeah. I'm coaching you right now. Right, I know. <laughs> I, I get coached like every week. Like, I have friends. Like, I because I think sometimes we forget what we have, that we forget that we're an energetic match of people who want coaches because we have a, we do have a coach. Yeah. I remember before I ever hired a coach, I felt like an energetic match for people looking for a coach because my coaches were books and YouTube videos and programs. Mm-hmm. I was good with that. But I knew there was a level and you're going to know if you're, if you're in tune with yourself, you're going to know, okay, I think I'm ready for the next level. Um, 
And when that time is, I don't know, but I know that when that comes, I'm going to be faced with a choice that I, that's how I've always hired my coaches is like, okay, like I'm at my threshold. I'm the bottleneck. It's time. That's how it felt. Yeah. I like that. And I think part of it too, is I'm like comparing, like I've watched friends, um, hire coach after coach, after coach, after yeah. coach, and their business is stagnant. And I'm like yeah. afraid of that. So, but that's yes. their own world. I don't know what's going on in their head. I don't know even what the coaching looks like. So yeah. I just need to stay in my, keep my blinders on. There's no right or wrong. So, and everything's yeah. working for you. I really believe this. I actually had a really good conversation once because in the beginning, even just up until recently, I put all my money back into coaching for myself, almost, almost every dollar. So it looks like yeah. nothing's happening in my life. I'm making all this money, but it's just going yeah. right back into my business. Yeah. And, um, not, that's not for everyone either. But for me, I knew where I wanted to go, right? Mm-hmm. So I'd make money, I'd invest, I'd make money, I'd invest. And um, it was like really good for me. I'm finally getting to a place where that slowed down. Yeah. And then I talked to someone else who all her money came from her husband's business. And she would just take out money from their, their account and invest into her business. And she's like, sometimes I wish that like I had to be gritty and kind of figure things out. And cause like, that's how I look at it, but I'm like, everything's working for you. Like you had the clean energy in the space to think and you weren't frustrated or, you know, felt pressure. I had to go through a lot to get through that pressure. Both were serving each of us in different ways. Everything's working out perfectly. Mm-hmm. It's just the way that I've chosen to look at it. Yeah. I love that. Always awesome. serving you, especially if it's in the past, as soon as it's in the past, it's neutral as you know. Yeah. You get to choose. Why not make it mean the best thing? There was a time in my business, like I cannot believe. So this was really, this is one of those experiences for me where I had, I can't even, like, it makes me like flustered to think about this time in my life. I had $7,000 in expenses every month for my business, for the coaches and the programs I was in. Who I became in that time is a really powerful entrepreneur because I had to figure out how to not only make $7,000 a month, but how to make more than that. So I could take some money home. (laughs) You know what I mean? Would I replay that? No, but what I learned and who I became in that refining was perfect. And now I look back on that, not as a mistake, but as like, I got to work with this person. I got to work with this person. I learned this. I hired this person. I learned this, like there is always abundance. And so what I want you to do is look back into those experiences with your coaches and be like, I learned so much. I learned so much from that time. Even if it's not what I thought I was coming for, there was an abundance of resources and wisdom there that I can use now. There's a lot of power there. Bring it back. Yes. I love it. Thank you. Yes. You're amazing, Robin. Okay, you guys, any final questions? This went longer than I thought, but hopefully it was good. Okay, then I will see you guys next week for our integration call, which is just Topsy Coaching. And I'll see you next week. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Coaching Matrix private podcast. I just wanted to tell you, thank you for being a member. Thank you for being here. I hope you found today's episode helpful for your life and for your business. And I want you to know that I am cheering you on and I will see you in another episode. Bye.